crown them and crown their ass. And we let them off the hook. And we let them off the hook. Ladies and gentlemen, I cannot believe my eyes. We've just witnessed. They are who we thought they were. Damn you and your chatting practice to hell for the rest of Shoot. Hey there, everybody. It's your boy, Babs, uh, back for a little more chatting practice episode four and five and is next. It does. Who's counting? Really? It doesn't matter. What matters, what really counts is that we have some great stuff uh, once again for you in a record turnaround time. 20 days, 21 days. Uh, I mean, if you've been following us closely, you know that's that's a nanosecond in terms of chatting practice. So that's our goal uh, for 2020 is to get you more, 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 because uh, frankly, I got, I got a lot to spread around. Uh, Matt's a little thin, but uh, I, I got a little bit you can bite off. Um, but we got some great stuff for you. Like I said, we got another that time in sports uh, uh, from podcast perennial Colin Doyle. Uh, we got a special challenge that Matthew Leslie Burke is going to be issuing. And uh, we got uh, our sponsors back and just so many things. I, I don't want to spoil everything for you. So just, so just please enjoy what you hear. And thank you again so much for coming back. This is your Aunt Barbara. Have a great one. Being in an accident? Were you seriously injured? Are your insurance providers refusing to pay? Call Bob Sokolot. Mind if I smoke? Here for a cigarette? How did I get in here? Call Bob Sokolot. Who am I? Who are you? Have I lost my mind? Call Bob Sokolot. Is that the caps? Are you friggin' kidding me? Call Bob Sokolot. To talk to me, just remember this. Dial 7476312. Then wait for a tone and page 911. Followed by your number and I'll call you back as soon as I find a payphone. Paid for by the offices of Bob Sokolot. Bob Sokolot is not actually a licensed lawyer. 7476312, no longer in service. Alrighty. That's my best Jim Carrey impression, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that. That's one more, uh, one more time. Conversation corner now. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, that's a little too high. Okay, guys, um, just a quick little pit stop here. Some big things going on in sports. Uh, I got Matthew Leslie here with me. Brian Leslie shouting at you. Uh, big signings, big signings in baseball this week. Let's talk about the biggest deal. I think in history, uh, the highest annual average value, Mr. Garrett Cole himself going to the New York Yankees. Matt, do you like it? Uh, as someone who hates the Yankees, not especially. <laughs> yes. I'm just hoping that maybe the, the magic sauce that the Astros seem to be feeding him, and I'm not even referencing any sort of cheating that you know, oh, okay. the Astros may be capable of, but just what the Astros are seemingly able to do with pitchers. Hopefully now that undoes itself. When he, as he becomes a Yankee, but with a guy who just set the record for, for K rate, 
it's he's he's arguably the best pitcher in baseball right now. That inspires a follow up question. Do you think the impact of Cole on the Yankees will be greater than Cole leaving the Astros? Who yes, suffers or gains more? Well, I think <laughs> I mean because the Astros picked up Granky, they've still got a really strong one two punch. Albeit with Verlander, it's a very old uh, one-two punch at this point. But those guys are still really good. So the Yankees, I mean, their offense was pretty amazing last year. They really need a, an ace. I would say amazing and, considering the injury time, too, that they lost on that team. That they yes. kept that offense going in yeah. fifth gear almost all year long. Yeah, they, That's pretty incredible. They could be scary. They could be scary. But at the same time, maybe they'll have an off year the way the Red Sox did this year. Absolutely. Like, uh, which, again, leads me to my next question. This is a historical deal. And I believe he is now the highest paid player. Or is that Rendon I'm thinking of in a per season? No, well, I think it's No, Cole. I think Trouts is still higher than Rendon's as, as a position player. Is it okay. not? But what, what were the numbers for Cole? I'm going to look that up. We'll edit that in later. Garrett Cole signed a nine-year deal valued at $324 million. That's the fourth largest deal in MLB history. The most ever for a pitcher, with Cole just barely surpassing Mike Trout's $35.5 million per year average with an all-time high of $36 million per year. But do you think Garrett Cole can actually live up to that contract? I, I mean, to, as a pitcher, where your assets are almost who, constantly Has there been <laughs> a player? I mean, Trout is the one player I almost feel like he'll live up to the contract no matter what. Yes. Because he's I, probably, like, unbelievably being underpaid when you yeah. really look at the underlying, you know, what a win is worth and, and so mm-hmm. forth. But so probably not. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like he has an unbelievable track record going back his whole career. Um, That's true. Yeah, it's a fairly short sample of excellence, albeit excellence. Um, okay, then. So, Washington uh, kept Strasburg and lost Rendon. Was that the right decision? Matthew Leslie Burke. I want to look at their wars. According to Baseball References' calculation of wins above replacement, both Strasburg and Rendon finished this season with wars of 6.3. Strasburg edged out Rendon according to Baseball Perspectives, while Rendon led Strasburg according to Fangraphs. Arguably a dead heat. Uh, but Rendon is so good. He's so, like, he's going to be an absolute force. I mean, the Angels are going to have a little murderer's row there, especially if Otani continues to take the, the leap and Joe Adele is good. Agreed. But, I mean, they. I'll tell you what, they had to get one of those two. Definitely. They weren't going to get both. No. So, you know, it's a disaster six of one, if you lose both. half dozen yeah. the other. I mean, personally, I prefer Rendon, but Strasburg too has been like actually, just because he was such a big deal when he first came into the majors that people feel like he's always kind of underperformed a little bit. He's been fantastic the past couple seasons and was really good last year. Both super valuable. Yeah, honestly, I think in this um, free market, it's just harder to replace Strasburg than it is Rendon. Just purely based on like how many available pitchers that can do what Strasburg does versus available good third basemen. It's like you lose out Rendon, Donaldson's still out there. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Who obviously was, is not putting up the same kind of numbers, but, but Dark Close. Had a really good season last his year. His war too. was yeah. very good. According to baseball reference, Donaldson's war was 6.1. Rendon's still relatively young. And one thing I was, a review I was reading about him, I think it was in The Athletic, they were saying, like, his swing is such they think he'll stay good for a while. Like, there's not a yeah. ton of moving parts. It's really compact. And he's not Matt Chapman, but he's still a really strong yeah. 
infielder. Uh, twenty-seven mil. Um, they're they're lucky he didn't go to the Phillies. He got out of he got out of the league. He got out of the division at least. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Phillies. I love that they're still in a buying mood though, considering how <laughs> disastrous their uh, last season was, and uh, and spending money didn't do them any favors then, but. You know, you got to get at it, I guess. One, one of these years, Harper's going to have a breakout season and justify me taking him third overall in our uh, Dynasty Baseball no, no, uh, no, no, league. No, 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 And he served you well in those years. He's I mean, still good. Like, while he's his still, batting average doesn't look as pretty, everything else is still is on very base good. Percentage. His on-base yeah, yeah. percentage is always – it's in the high 300s. It's yeah. still good. He's still – he's a good player. He's just not like – Whatever he wants He's to just be. not Mike Trout or Mookie Betts or Anthony Rendon even. Okay. Now, um, having said that – who would you most like to see in a Jays uniform? Who's remaining? Who's left? Who's Ryu. Left? Ryu would be awesome. Yeah, I think Ryu. he's he's the prize. But we did pick up Tanner Rourke. Which I mean, again, I want to look at the stats here. Insert stats now. In the year 2019, Tanner Rourke had an ERA of 4.35. His underlying peripherals were slightly worse, with a fielding independent pitching rate of 4.64 and a deserved run average of 5.27. Is it Rourke, right? Not Roark? Roark. Roark? Do we know? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Rourke. Okay. I'll, um, I'll allow it. My life, my choice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> His first name's Tanner, Tanner so he Tanner. doesn't get a choice of this. Tanner? That's my biggest problem with signing right there. We got a guy on our team named Tanner. He sounds like a bratty nine-year-old that you kind of want to smack. <laughs> He's getting a little bit lippy. But it's that kind of attitude, I think, uh, that will make him a good choice. He's He's just yet another flyer. Like, I'll say that, like... These guys, Atkins and Shapiro or Shapiro, whatever the hell he's calling himself today, um, they love their 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 lottery tickets, their yeah. little their flyers. The shoemaker last year till he got hurt, absolutely. Right? Who will be back on the team and hopefully up to the same form? Tanner is another great sort of gamble like that, where it's a small gamble with high potential of a payoff. He was a 2016, I believe, Cy Young candidate. Has sort of a up and down year last year, but. I mean, considering um, the talent that's available, like, like we were never in the Garrett Cole sweepstakes. Because no. a guy like that's not going to come to a developing team. It's too early. Tanner Rourke is a great stab. You know, we have to collect guys like this, yeah. enough guys like this to put together a team that Garrett Cole, you know, or whoever wants to play for one day when our timing is right. You know what I mean? Should we try to reacquire Joe Biagini? Why are um, no? Let me put it a different way. Why aren't we trying to reacquire Joe Biagini? I think um, you know if it were up to me, I just want to release Joe Biagini into the wild. Do you know what I mean? Like I almost wonder if baseball is too suffocating. If it too many parameters, and if that uh, a genius is like his own is only so what, wasted. So it's not appreciated. Is, what you're saying is we need to let Biagini out of the bottle. Yeah. Yes. Let the Biagini out of the bottle. Uh, the best this is ever going to get. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Now, Brian is, is waving a sheet of paper at me that says, it says, I make the jokes, not you. <laughs> yes. I'm pointing a gun at him right now. <laughs> Thank God this is uh, a podcast. But, yeah, no, I like it. It's a good signing. Um, but, you know, hopefully not the only one. We haven't made too much of a splash yet. <laughs> and I, I hope we, we do a little bit more of that. Should I put a splash sound effect in there? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Genie splash. Done, and yeah. Star wipe and we're out. That time in sports. 
Okay, I'll never forget this um, because I never profess to be uh, good at sports. I'm okay. I, I, I'm way too competitive for my actual ability, which is which is sad. Um, I love the game of basketball. I've been playing the game of basketball forever. And the only time I've ever said I'm actually pretty good was to ostensibly strangers. Uh, Eddie Delisepi, comedian, uh, friend of yours, Brian, asked me, uh, hey, man, can can you play? We're short a guy. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Actually, I'm pretty good. I'd love to come out and play. It was at Mount Pleasant in Eglinton in this gym. I'll never forget it. I live near there now, so I, I see it from time to time. And I hadn't, pl- I hadn't played in a while, but, um, so yeah, it was like the, you know, this rec league, this was like the low level of the rec league, or maybe it was like a step up from the lowest level. Regardless, the team that we were playing was clearly a team. These guys were like using this time to practice plays. Uh, when I got out there, they started full court pressing, which in a rec league, I was like, are you are you guys insane? Like what, what, what is happening right now? And I just remember playing terribly and, and getting just annihilated. We were down like 30 to eight in singles, like single points at one point. Um, and this one guy on their team could dunk and, and he hadn't played with them in a while. So they were like really getting this guy out and running. And I remember he was on a breakaway and, and I was like just a bit ahead of him. So I like ran a bit faster to get ahead of this guy. And in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm going to take a charge. And no one ever takes a charge in rec basketball. Like it's like the dumbest thing to ever think, let alone to do. So this guy goes up to ostensibly dunk it on my head. And because I'm in his way, I remember him like kind of elegantly finger rolling it into the basket and then I got knocked over, obviously, because I was like in my mind trying to take this charge. And then I remember him knocking me over. And then once he got it in, I remember the look of contempt that he gave me after he knocked me over and finger rolled it in as opposed to dunking it in on the semi breakaway. And I, I just was like, what was I thinking? Like, that was so stupid. And then, so at the end of the game, I was like super dejected. I was like, man, I, I'm not going to play for a long time. Certainly not with these guys. I can't believe I said I was any good. And we're all getting ready to go, and I played terribly, and, and everyone was like, yeah, okay, see ya. And, you know, the best thing, I think, on the bench was, because they were all comedians, was the jokes. And saying goodbye to Eddie, who was the only guy I kind of really knew. And I was like, hey, man, I'm, I'm really sorry. That was that was brutal. Thanks anyway for the invite. Hey, good news. At least the Raptors won. And he was like, oh, what are you, what are you doing? I was... PVRing that game, like Jesus, and I think that's like the last time Eddie and I ever ever spoke. Drink it till you make it. We're on to something new now. I uh, I can't really call this segment. It's so much more. We're about to issue a challenge. I guess throw the gauntlet, if you will, is the proper way of putting it. Uh, what does this concern? Well, we all know that Drake 
is the self-appointed face of the NBA in Toronto. What we don't know, what we've been wondering, is Drake any good at basketball? I mean, I've only seen a few clips and it doesn't look pretty. I gotta be honest with you. He looks pretty good in the jumpsuit, but can he, can he get it through the hoop? That's why the team here at Chatting Practice has decided to challenge Drake himself to prove that he can hoop. We are proposing that Drake step into the arena and suit up for an epic battle of one-on-one basketball with this podcast's very own, February's very own, Mr. Matthew Leslie Burke, who, it just so happens, that Mr. Burke was the captain captain of his senior high school basketball team when he was only a junior, might I add. He's, yes, 41 years old now, and uh, a meager five foot nine, and very white, tragically white. But we are supremely confident that he would more than prove a match for one Aubrey Graham. <laughs> Aubrey doesn't sound athletic. We're pretty flexible about the venue uh, and the scoring structure, uh, what have you. You want to play ones? That's cool. Winner keeps possession? That's fine. Hell, you want to play on eight-foot rims so you can dunk? <laughs> we'll do it. Doesn't matter. It's just about putting your money where your mouth is, you know? And uh, Lord knows Drake's got some money. And uh, we were prepared to put up stakes as well. Here's what we want. Drake, if you're listening, and I think we know you are. If Matt wins, he gets to direct your next big-budget hip-hop music video. None of your low-budget YouTube direct, you know, looks like it was shot on a Betamax. Crap, we're talking the one of the good ones. Now, and, and I'm not just throwing some bum at you here. I should add this is will not necessarily even be a hardship for you, as Matt has a considerable amount of hip-hop music video directing experience, including a video that was nominated for the MMVA for Best Rap Video. Um, I believe it was uh, Who Let the Dogs Out? I'll clarify that later. And if you win, Drake, uh, well, then I, Brian Hatt, Matt's arrangers, I will... Oh... Are you, uh... Sorry, guys, I'm just, uh, just reading this for the first time. Matt, are you... I mean, I, I've seen you ball. I'm very happy with, uh... Are you just... I'm not sure I'm comfortable with the... Brian, don't worry. There's no way that I'm not going to win. That's why I was like, we'll offer the moon and more on your behalf. <laughs> yes. And and so don't worry about it. Like, I just I, I I lowered it to that. I was gonna I was gonna make it way the stakes way bigger. I and I and again I believe in you. I just it's a little I'm a it's just that in some countries that's that's a borderline crime. I had our lawyers look into it. Okay. And they they're confident that we can we can we can skirt certain legal legal issues. There's some loopholes. Okay, okay. Well, Drake, I'm not even gonna let you know what it is right now, but it's it it, it it's something. I'm not gonna lie to you. It makes me a little nervous, um, but not nervous at the same time because uh, <laughs> this kid's got a crossover. Uh, you can set your hair to you know you can get your haircut to set your hair to. You know what is I'm talking about, Drake? Bad? Don't confuse me <laughs> with your lies. 
Anyways, Drake, buddy, come on. All right? If you want to claim to be uh, the Larry O.B. of uh, basketball celebrities, then you got to come down here. You gotta, we got to sort this out because I, frankly, think you're full of hot air. Right? You're just, a, you're just an empty shell on a pair of Jordans. Okay? Matthew Leslie Burke, he'll cross your heart. He'll cross your legs. He'll break your ankles. Uh, I dare you. I dare you, Drake. I dare you. Wasn't that something, right? Huh? Did I lead you astray or did everything I say just actually happen? Did you have a great time? Of course you did. Am I asking questions I know the answers to? Yes, I am. Am I going to keep going with this until I can think of something else to say? Thank you. Thank you again for joining us on Chatting Practice. Uh, We're going to have another episode out soon. No more than 19 days. We're going to keep paring it down until, um, you know, until the next one's queued up after the last one. Do you know what I mean? Until we're knocking on your door and throwing it at you. That's what it's going to be. Um, but once again, thank you on behalf of my uh, my producer, my barber, my lawyer, Matthew Leslie Burke, and myself, Brian Hatt. Thanks for choosing chat- chatting practice, uh, which obviously I need some. Um, so I'm going to go uh, work on my phonetics and uh, come back and uh, we'll, we'll meet again for episode We'll meet again Don't know where Don't know when But I know we'll meet again Some sunny day